Hello and welcome to the Flippin' Weirds podcast. We are based in the UK and we'll be talking all things Malifaux, from news and reviews to events and tactics. Enjoy the show. What is up, nerds? It is flipping weirds again, and we are looking at yet another Explorer Society fa- uh, faction. I say faction; it's the Explorer Society keyword. So we're looking at the Department of Ungentlemanly Affairs and Umbra, which is English Ivan's keyword. So today with me, I have Matt. Say, Guild need nerfs, Matt? No. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> come on, man. You can't break the cycle already. Come on, just say it. Just so much guild hate. I just I just can't. I just, I'm not going to endorse you like that. Just You just need to get off the guild hate, man. <laughs> oh, you failed. You have literally failed. You were like, last week, you were all like, oh, last last, ep- last week, last episode, you were all like, oh, you just need to commit, man. You just need to commit. I'm not, I'm not going to help your propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's see how far we can push this. Apparently not very far. All you got to do is just push a little bit in the direction of guild and matt matt just rears up and is having none of that just just so much pent-up rage i feel we should talk about this at some point james <laughs> yeah all right maybe not um cool and my other guest today is andrew so andrew we are going to ask you what your favorite faction is who your favorite master is and what your best moment in Malifaux is so do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself yep hey i'm andrew um so my favorite faction is probably always been Neverborn. Um, Lilith was the first master I ever picked up getting into Malifaux um, in second edition. And I, with a couple of exceptions, because Marcus is now a Neverborn, I basically have every single Neverborn master. Um, although that's not saying a lot because I have about half the masters in the game anyway. But um, yeah. Uh, favorite master did change um, with third edition because previously it had probably been Titania, but third edition during the beta, I fell massively in love with the new version of Jackdaw. Um, and so I probably play him more than anybody else anymore. And um, the best moment of my Malifaux playing experience. Um, I've only been playing for about a year and a half, and almost the only person I ever get to play against is Ollie Hedges. And so my best moment ever playing was the first time that I beat Ollie, um, which was, I think, after about 10 games with him. So Yeah, that is fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that, is, that, is that is a baptism big... of fire into Malifaux, isn't it? Yeah, that, that is that is a hard a hard uphill struggle you've had to face there. I'm impressed you're still playing Malifaux. <laughs> well, he keeps telling me to come to tournaments and he's like, it's fine. It's fine. You'll do like way better in tournaments because everybody isn't me. Um, the old, the old <laughs> I mean, flipping weirds like, used to say that. <laughs> I was literally just about to say, like, I could judge how big-headed he is, but that's literally what we used to say to our new recruits. It's literally just like, these are the hardest games you're going to have go to an event and, and you'll just play a, a different variety of people. 
Um, so yeah, I completely get that. But yeah, definitely, that is some sound advice there. Sound advice, and it's good to see some Jack Daw love. I really, really like Jack Daw as well. I was really pleased to see him join the Resurrectionists in M3E. I really, really, really don't like Jack Daw. <laughs> no, well, no one cares. Um... <laughs> so much rage. Oh, that was that was very like that was very like sitcom there. <laughs> Cool. All right, let's um, let's smash into it. So, starting at the top with English Ivan himself, we have a defense five, willpower six, move four, master with eleven wounds. Um, he has quite a few things on the front of his card, none of which are standard in Malifaux at the moment. Um, so, things we've seen before are ungentlemanly affairs, which is the keyword ability uh, for half of his keyword. So, it's probably worth pointing out he's got two different parts to his keyword. He has Jua and Umbra. So Jua is the Department of Ungentlemanly Affairs, and Umbra is the Shadows, effectively. So um, um, uh, Ivan's got both on his card. So um, Ungentlemanly Affairs is the Department of Ungentlemanly Affairs keyword ability, which is this model treats negatives from concealment, distracted, and friendly fire as a positive. Obviously, a really, really good ability to have. The rest of the front of his card, he's got Black Mirror. So when this model would gain a condition, it may choose a friendly model with this ability to gain that condition instead, if able, which would be his totem. He's got Dark Deception, which is when he's within two inches of a shadow marker and suffers damage, he can reduce that damage to zero by removing the shadow marker. He can heal other friendly Umbra models that activate within six of him too when they start their activation. And then a really, really cool one, he can change a scheme marker or a shadow marker within six to the other marker at the end of his activation so that is a really really cool little schemey trick that he's got going on so just from the front of the card what are we thinking of him so far matt i really like it i think he's got he's he's very unique like what you got five new abilities there effectively um he's a little bit slow but defense five will pass six not to be shy um I, i think I think these these abilities are fantastic. Ungentlemanly Affairs, I think, is potentially one of the most powerful abilities in the game. Uh, the ability to change scheme, uh, change markers around him, amazing. Like that already gives him a potential to be um, something that can kill, something that can scheme run. He's supporting his crew with healing. Uh, he's got a bit of ignore conditions. He's got a bit of damage reduction. I'm, uh, what what doesn't this model do? Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I especially like the scheme and shadow manipulation because actually. Early on, he can get some extra shadow markers out, which is obviously going to help him stay alive and help him get the concealment out there to trigger his next to pause. Um, but also, it's it's a great like anti-scheme tech without having to waste any actions. It is incredibly efficient, incredibly efficient. I think, I think already from the front of the card, I'm feeling like this, this is a powerhouse model. So it'll be interesting to see what the back of the card looks like. What are you thinking of it, Andrew? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ivan. He does a lot, um, and he's really like the centerpiece of his crew. Um, and Dark Deception can be pretty amazing. I do remember one time surviving a full Seamus activation just because I was sat on a big pile of shadow markers. Um, so he can be surprisingly tanky, given that he's basically got only that as his defensive tech. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's probably worth considering all the concealing that you would imagine is around him with shadow markers probably counts towards his defensive, depending on what he's being attacked with. Of course. But all right, let's move on to the back of the card. So the main thing going on here is his runic siphon. It is range 10, stat 6 versus willpower. Um, If this action has any 
poses in its jewel, it may replace one pos flip with a plus crow to its final jewel total. So the target suffers two, three, four damage. It's got a shadow pin trigger, which we see in, uh, I think you see it in Last Blossom as well. It's the target must have concealment or be within three of a friendly shadow marker. When resolving, target suffers plus one damage and gains staggered. So potential to build that in as well to make it three, four, five and staggered, which is really nice. And if you have two crows, you get once per turn, enemy only, summon an Umbra minion with a cost equal to or less than the target's willpower plus two with a shade upgrade attached into base contact with the target. So really quickly, the shade upgrade gives the model stunned, gives it a demise ability to drop a shadow marker and gives it a once per activation ability after it moves to suffer two irreducible damage to drop a shadow marker. So cool way to get some extra shadow markers out and a summon is always nice. A summon plus damage plus it's in the enemy's face, which can be good or bad depending on what you're summoning. But that's a really, really nice action. We've got Black Soulstone, which is a shockwave. It is a range one shockwave or range 10, but shockwave one. Move 13 to damage two, which friendly Umbra models can ignore. It's got a surge trigger and a swift action trigger. So that's really nice. It's a way to get shadow markers out up the board as well. Um, with the rest of his card, he's got two tactical actions. Encroaching shadows, which is needing a six to go off with a 10 inch range. Target a friendly shadow marker or friendly Umbra model. Push the target up to six in any direction, ignoring any models. Non-Umbra models move through in this way must pass a target number 13 move jewel or gain distracted one with a mask trigger that is not built in to allow it to take a claw action afterwards. And then as a bonus action, shade step needs a four to go off. Place this model anywhere within range in concealing terrain. So it's a six inch place, but has to end in concealing terrain with a crow trigger to immediately drop a shadow marker. So that is really cool. The shade step really helps with that move four that he's got. And it's it's pretty good. It's not a lot of actions, but what it is, is you've got a move slash a potential attack. So sort of a, a mini obey. You've got a shockwave, which is a great way to put um, shadow markers out of range. And then you've got runic siphon, which is clearly his signature ability. Yeah, it's, um, that's a solid back of the card, isn't it, really? It's got a, the move is fantastic. I, I like the place. Um Interesting to see if the rest of the crew has concealing train. I think I think we're going to know that it is, as well as um, the shadow markers, right? So maybe it does some more there. The the runic siphon for me is the is the real winner. Uh, this um, do some damage, potentially get a built in crows, which will give him shadow pin for free, or um, it's going to save him on resource potentially to get the summon, which is quite nice. So actually, if you've got the high crows in hand and you get the pause, you're not spending resources, which makes him quite different from a from uh, other summoners so that's quite nice um and you know it's it's an attack i think the willpower plus two might be the limiting factor but what's the average willpower about five i'd say so nice to see if there's um, a seven stone uh summon in there so yeah so he's got he's got a seven stone summon he's got an eight stone summon which is obviously his best one which is going to be a little bit harder to get off you're going to be targeting things that are at least equaling your attack stat um, to get those out but it's worth it once we get to the model to look at it you'll see that it's definitely worth it to try and do that yeah. and the interesting thing about this summon is it's it's a little bit risky because unlike other summons your opponent's got some um, in, uh, ability to interact with it so they can fight against your duel to summon it and you're going to need that double crow for the summon so you're going to need to either have a crow and stone for it or you're going to need to build a crow in by sacrificing your plus flip and then stone or have the crow already um which means 
in a, in in the positive sense, do you know, if you fail it the first time, you can have another go at it because although it's once per turn, it's only once per turn when you declare that trigger. So if you don't hit it or you don't make the jewel, then that's not you're not declaring that trigger. Um, but it means you you can potentially, if your opponent's not cheating, get a summon off on a pretty low crow or a pretty low card. But on the flip side, actually, you might only be looking at summoning your seven stone model, but have to spend a thirteen because your opponent cheats on it. So it swings and roundabouts depending on how important the jewel is. Yeah, I think I think for me, Runic Siphon, it, the summon is really great. But actually, I like the fact that with Shadow Pin, he can just up his damage. He's going to move into a three, four, five damage track with potential. Uh, Potential pauses. Um, I leaves himself. He he's going to do a lot of work with that. I think it's definitely his workhorse of an of an attack. Right, uh, I can see potential turns being three shots from that, um, just because of it's either going to do some damage or uh, potentially summon a model. Yeah, I, d- I think I only see you using Black Soulstone if you need to get a, con- a Shadow Marker out, right? And that could be for a couple of reasons. So it can be because you need the concealing um, to then go into Runic Siphon with the the pause. Or it could be because actually then you put Black Soulstone out six inches away. I mean, it can go up to 10, but if you put it out six inches away, you can get a Soulstone in a really weird place. Uh, Soulstone, a scheme marker in a really weird place by um, at the end of your activation uh, using your penumbral converter to turn it into a scheme marker. So there's some there's some little plays there that could catch people out, which I really like as well. How do you feel about it, Andrew? Yeah, I mean... The problem for me with Ivan is usually that I want to do all of his actions all the time um, because I think they're all pretty solid. Encroaching Shadows probably loses out a tiny bit because it's just slightly less thrilling usually than Runic Siphon or Black Soulstone. But actually, I think I rate Black Soulstone more than you do um, simply because it's surprisingly easy to get a five or better of masks and spam that many, many times during an action, an activation rather. Because in principle, you can be do- dropping six shockwave markers, which are doing move 13 jewels. And move 13 jewel is not trivial to pass for most models. Yeah, and that pulses fair. a lot of damage. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of fair. cost. Actually, yeah, and actually, if you combo it with, if you manage to get a runic siphon off with a shadow pin, gives in, gives out staggered as well. So yeah, do you know what? There's definitely some play there. That is that is absolutely fair. That is absolutely fair. I do like. I actually quite like encroaching shadows if you've got a Brock Inspector out because the potential to move. So there's a there's a few little things going on here. So which we, we we'll, we'll discover more of when we get to the other models. But you've got you you take a jewel to gain gain distracted. So if you've got a Brock Inspector, you push through a model, it gains potentially distracted, and then if you then attack it, would cut them down. Um, you can use Gibson to make them have a neg to their resist by spending their distracted with one of the abilities on the front of his card. Um, so that's really nice. Or you can use it, again, if you want to do uh, Runic Siphon and get that summon and you're going up against a Willpower 6, Willpower 7 model and you want to guarantee it. If you do Encroaching Shadows first, try and make get some distracted on them and then you can give them a neg to resist that jewel. Um, so there are some other plays there which I really like with it. All right, so moving into the totem, we've got Mr. Mordrake, which is Ivan's shadow, which, if nothing else, is just a really, really cool theme. He's got Black Mirror as well, which allows Ivan to move conditions onto him. He's got Born of Shadow, which is the keyword ability uh, among the Umbra side of this keyword. 
uh, which means the area within one of this model is treated as concealing terrain, which is really, really nice because it means if you're drawing any sight lines through it, you're going to gain concealment, um, which normally not a good thing, but for the Department of Ungentlemanly Affairs is a very good thing. Mr. Mordrake's got a demise ability, which means after he is killed, he can place into base contact with a friendly English, English Ivan. If he does so, it, he heals too. Ends all conditions on him in on himself, gains shielded one, and then English Ivan suffers two irreducible damage. And then Mordrake's also got ungentlemanly affairs, giving him a plus flip against the neg in concealment, distracted, or friendly fire. And uh, we got three actions on the back of the card. We got reach through, which is stat five versus move, so it's another nice reason to have that staggered out there. It's two, three, four damage, and Mr. Mordrake heals one. He's got a claimed by shadow trigger, which is really nice. It's a bit like Thune shoving you inside an ice pillar. So he puts you inside a shadow marker, and um, when the shadow marker is removed, you are unburied. And then he's got a tome trigger for lingering shadow, which drops a shadow marker into base contact with the target. He's got a six-inch range attack, which is stat five versus willpower, gives you staggered. Uh, with a trigger that models within one of the target game distracted, which is really nice, unresisted distracted there within one inch if you've got some enemy models in a bunch. And then he's got the shade step action as well with the same trail of dust trigger, but built-in trigger for reconstitute, which means this model may remove a friendly shadow marker in base contact with itself to heal too. So that is the totem. What are we thinking of that? I think it's really good. Uh, it's just another solid totem for the explorers and not not an insignificant model as well, which seems to be a seem, somewhat of theme. Um, the Born of Shadows is amazing as a cruiser ability. Like, concealing is so powerful. Uh, it just uh, I think the ability to push that out onto models around you, this, this, this crew ability is amazing. Going to be really strong. I think, I think we're looking at probably a... Top top table uh, keyword here. Um, I think he's really good. I like the fact that basically doesn't die. He's going to cost Ivan some points um, of health, but a model that can just keep coming back is pretty strong. The the attacks on it are it's, it's two three four damage, but the real the real win for me is that it attacks move again something that doesn't attack defense and willpower for me steps up as a as an ability and my average stat move is five he's a stat five that's that's better than attacking defensive willpower for me and the triggers are awesome he's got this place to get around he's got his own healing it's just it's just a solid solid totem yeah i think mordrake is pretty amazing he yeah as you said uh significant um he's a really great sort of suicide piece as well because born of shadow puts the air makes the area around him concealing so if you throw him in the enemy's face then you also have friendly fire which um ungenerally affairs also turns into a possibly so concealing and friendly fire black mirror has some really fun play where if mordrake focuses he can pass the focus onto ivan so if you have nothing better to do with mordrake early on it's free bonus focus for ivan and yeah his melee attack is pretty amazing for a model that you can just throw in and not worry about yeah, it's, it's really good, actually. I hadn't even made the connection about Ungenerally Affairs. It's This model treats negs from Concealing, Distracted, and Friendly Fire. It's not or. It, so stacking those posses is, makes makes Ivan even better, actually, thinking about it, because he can have a pause for shooting something in Concealment, a pause for uh, shooting something in Friendly Fire, which point he's going to trade one of those off for a crow built in. The important thing to remember about Ivan is he doesn't have a gun. 
on his oh, own. Oh, yeah. So he won't suffer friendly fire or benefit, let's say, from friendly fire. Um, so for him, you're really looking for distracted and concealment. Uh, friendly fire does come up elsewhere, though, so it's very, very valid on some other models. Um, but for Ivan specifically, not so much. Okay, that makes sense. So actually, for a moment there, I was thinking, wow, that's really good. But it's a fair point about the gun. Thanks, Jim. That is all right. That is all right. Uh, cool. Yeah, so we like Mr. Mordrake. Super solid. I hadn't actually thought about the focus going the other way. I always think of Mordrake as a way to, to just shove off bad conditions on Ivan. But actually, it's a fair point. And to be fair, actually, even when he comes back to life and gains shielded, you could just throw that onto Ivan if it's Ivan that's in trouble. So, yeah, no, I really like that. Really, really like that as a totem. Okay, so let's go on to henchmen. So Ivan's got two henchmen, one of which we already covered. But let's go with Gibson first. So we have Gibson DeWalt. He is defense five, willpower six, move five with eight wounds for eight stones. He's got Arcane Shield 1, Tools for the Job, and then Ungentlemanly Affairs. So Tools for the Job is always nice for a bit of card cycle and potentially building in a suit you need. Um, the only other ability he's got, which I mentioned earlier, is Blinded by the Light. So after an enemy model within 6 is targeted by an attack action, this model may reduce the value of the target's distracted condition by 1 to have the target suffer a neg to any jewels made to resist the action. So this the, the crew isn't super heavy on putting distracted out but the odd distracted here or there with gibson's ability to turn that into a neg to resist when you're attacking them um, can be really really clutch in some places which is nice um, let's have a look at what else he's got going on so he's got an artifactor's wrench which is range one stat five versus defense two three five and if the target is an umbra model it heals two with a potential surge trigger that's really nice, especially with the ability to build in the surge from tools from the job and a nice way to heal Ivan or Mordrake if they are in trouble. We've got Chromatic Aberration, which is range 6, stat 7 versus willpower. Um, target gains distracted 1. If the target is within 1 of a friendly Umbra model, this model may instead have the target gain focus 1 with a potential burnout trigger. Um, that is really nice. And it is worth mentioning that as a ranged attack and Gibson with Ungentlemanly Affairs, if you are targeting a friendly Umbra model, you're going to be getting a pulse to do that, um, which is really, really nice. Um, and you can build in that burnout so you can start dishing out some uh, fast in the crew. Um, we've got Mechanical Firefly, which is another range attack, range six. It's a shockwave, deeds a four to go off. Is once per activation, Shockwave 2, Willpower 13, Jewel, or Distracted 2. Friendly Umbra models may ignore the effects of the Shockwave. So, this is interesting in a couple of ways. It's interesting because Distracted is really nice anyway, and then obviously you can marry that up with Blinded by the Light. But also, Distracted on your models. So putting Distracted on Ivan is really, really nice, because Ivan loves a bit of Distracted, because he turns that into a Pulse. Yeah, it's it's just a nice ability. I'm not sure how, if, how often you're going to pick it over potentially one of the other two, but it's definitely got some play there. And it does have a really nice trigger, which is on a ram. It is Nuclear Shadow, a friendly Umbra model within two of a Shockwave marker dropped by this action may take a Claw action, ignoring range, targeting an enemy model that failed to resist this Shockwave. And then lastly, he's got a tactical action, which is these Dark Delights. Needs a four to go off six-inch range, drop a Shadow Marker, which is really nice. It's even nicer when you look at the trigger on it, uh, which is Anti-Luminal Bridge. So it's choose a friendly Shadow Marker within six of the drop marker. So you already need one marker down to do this. And this model. 
Um, until the end phase, after a friendly Umbra model ends a move in base contact with either chosen marker or the drop marker, this model may place that model into base contact with the other marker. So you create basically a teleporting magical portal uh, so that when your Umbra models hit one side of it, they come out the other side of it, which is really nice. Worth knowing it is just the Umbra models, which means that Gibson, Eva, the Operative, and Corvus aren't affected by it, but everything else is. But that is really, really nice. I think pretty solid for eight soul stones. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, this this, this model, feel, model feels like an auto-take with the Defense 5, Warpower 6, Shielded. The Blinded by the Light thing is fantastic. Tools for the job. Ungentlemanly Affairs, we already know that's brilliant. It's got the healing the crew could probably need. A little bit of healing in there, keeps some models going. Distracted, we know, is one of the best best conditions in the game, I think, and with like the option for focused around is also really cool and fast. Amazing. It's a stat seven, which again, more stat seven coming through. It's uh it's really good. Um Mechanical Fireflies is super powerful. Having like recently played a lot of Dora, Willpower 13 is not a not an easy feat. And Distracted 2 is huge. I really like the nuclear shadow. I think that that could be really good. Um, especially if you're forcing cards through the hand, it's just compounding that, right? Forcing cards out of the hands because of the shockwave. It's a big old shockwave for um, shockwave two as well for willpower thirteen, and then and then all of a sudden you're going to be hit by a model, and like some of the some of the shadows are terrifying, I think. Um, and just just again a bit of movement from from a bonus action with the the kind of say anti luminal bridge, brilliant. Absolutely yep. fantastic. Four, yep. four. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's going in every duo crew, as far as I can tell right now. It's hard to decide what to try and build in with tools for a job, right? I guess the beauty of it is you decide what you're doing at the start of the turn. So like turn one, you might be going for the surges, or you might want the mask for the antiluminal bridge. Um, but to be honest, you'll probably just throw that in. Um, but burnout's really nice turn one, so probably a crow or a tome turn one, but there's loads of options there. Gibson's got a few different roles he can fill in the crew. Have you had much luck with him or, or any thoughts around him, Andrew? Yeah, um, I, luck I have not had with him, actually, because the first time I tried him out, he got uh, Seamus immediately. Um, <laughs> but in principle, like I have seen him work incredibly well. Antiluminal Bridge is just phenomenal with Ivan being able to teleport he can place himself onto the marker as a bonus action. He teleports to the other marker. He annihilates one of your models or several of your models. Um, and then he just jumps back. Um, so he it allows Ivan to do some incredible hit and run play. And quite honestly, like every single one of his abilities is just really, really good. Mechanical Firefly with Nuclear Shadow. I've never actually managed to get Nuclear Shadow to do anything for me, but it's still <laughs> Mechanical Firefly is a really good ability. And turn one, Artifactus Wrench, just like bonking your own models over the head to draw cards is pretty sweet. For me, the, the real strength for this model also comes in. He feels like he can be played at either end of the turn, right? So start of the turn, you could be looking for those draw cards in the fast. But then actually, if he's gone late, um, he can he can just dem- just kick out this distracted because if you've burned through their cards already, like... That's really good. Um, yeah, I think he's got plays at both ends of the turns. He's really efficient, really, really efficient. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot as well. Um, and we can touch on Corvus. Um, so anyone who's listened to the Syndicate episode will have already heard us talk about Corvus. Um, and we really like him. I think 
not a huge amount of changes on our thoughts between Syndicate and going into the Department of Ungentlemanly Affairs. He's still a solid model. Um, definitely much more of a frontline model than Gibson is. Not that Gibson can't be there, but he, he definitely wouldn't uh, stand up to severe scrutiny from your opponent. But there are things that are nicer in the a crew for Corvus, so things like pressure and backroom dealings, he's quite likely to be on a pause for them or to be able to use the concealment as an advantage that the rest of the Umbra models are putting out. Also, we've got, as we're talking about, a bit of card pressure from the shockwaves that are going out. That obviously helps with execute. He's got draw out secrets, which... Ivan can use to turn into a shadow marker. There's just quite a bit going on there that was really, really nice. So yeah, I think Corvus solid in with Ivan. Any particular thoughts from you guys around Corvus with Ivan? Just just to parrot what you said, I think like the I think with the end turn with the being able to remove cards from like potential a lot of scheme markers. I mean talking what Andrew was talking about earlier with actually not scheme markers, shockwaves, my bad. Andrew was talking earlier about spamming out those shockwaves from Ivan. You could spam out the shockwaves from... Um, oh, I forgot his name. We've literally just talked about him. Who is it, James? Help me out here. Gibson. Gibson, that's it. Shockwaves from Gibson, and then all of a sudden, Corvus Rook comes running into your crew. Grady needs to be in base contact, and he can execute some models. That's, that's a tactic we've seen work in the past. It's a tactic I've used. It does work. So I, I think that's really good. Yeah, and the stat seven. It's a stat seven model. Game staggered again also works for working with Ivan. Uh, that that would be my call outs really. Yeah, I like it. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, um, Corvus is one of those models that just seems to always have what you want. Um, in my opinion, I don't always want to take him, but I never regret it. He's a very very efficient and independent model. Got a um, a suit for every occasion on Corvus, which is just massive amounts of efficiencies. Um, it's just worth it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it can be understated how good his um, ability to force you to discard cards to attack him on a straight flip, then um, in companion with the concealment going around in this crew, makes it if you're trying to attack him at range. And to be honest, Corvus is super happy if you want to get up close and personal with him. So I think that's definitely advantage. I, I think he's definitely probably got an edge in definitely probably that's not really a good way to uh, get a point across is it um <laughs> I, I i like him i like him a lot yeah i like him a lot more in this crew than i do in syndicate and i did like him in syndicate to be fair but i just think he's got more synergy with this crew i think he's got some more competition in the syndicate whereas actually i think in in Dua you're you uh you want him the department of ungentlemanly affairs i think think wants him <laughs> they want him the most cool all right let's move on so um let's go on to the enforcer for this keyword which is eva Havenhand. she is defense five willpower five move five seven wound seven cost um on the front of her card she's got ungentlemanly affairs she's also got the flexible morality that we see on corvus so you have to discard a card to attack her or suffer a neg to the jewel if you're using an attack action, which is really nice. Um, she also has Don't Mind Me, which is a just brilliant ability, and Scoundrel, um, which is at the end of this model's activation, it may look at the top three cards of the opposing player's fate deck and place them back in any order. 
So that's really nice as a front of a card. On the back of the card, we have a two-inch range uh, electric whip, which is stat six versus defense, two, three, three damage, and models damaged by this action must either discard a card or this model may move them up to three inches with a shadow pin trigger and a sweeping strike. That is solid. Um, just take a moment to appreciate the don't mind me plus two inch engage there really like it and they're quite hard to hit for the flexible morality that's a nice little combo uh, she's got a derringer with two three four uh, range eight stat five with coordinated attack trigger not built in um, she has two amazing tactical actions she's got secret passage uh, which we see in the game already it needs an eight to go off um, she can only declare if she's within one inch of blocking terrain, but she places herself anywhere within 12 inches within one inch of blocking terrain again. Really, really nice. And then the last thing she's got is a bonus action within two inch range, needs a five to go off. You target a marker until the end phase. Enemy models treat the area within two as concealing and may not take actions other than walk and disengage while in this area so if your opponent does not have any ranged marker removal um, you can put a ski marker down lock it away and your opponent can do sweet fa about it yeah so originally when i looked at this front of this card i thought seven stones stat lines a bit mm. i was like don't mind me flexible morality scoundrel ungenerally affairs well, oh maybe maybe this is a bit of a tech pick maybe this is Maybe this is an optional model when you go into it. And you flip to the back of the car, you're like, oh, my God. Electric Whip basically has built-in convulsion with uh, with the whole discard or move this model up to three inches. Plus, it can then have a trigger. Um, it's so good. Two-inch melee, stat six. The Derringer is just a token piece of range in the crew. Solid. Coordinated assault, a coordinated attack as a trigger on this. Just, just, okay, yeah, brilliant, fine. Yeah, I'll take it. It tastes great. I couldn't possibly have another bite. But, oh, no, wait, here we go. Bit of secret passage. This model's flying around the table. It's engaging models. Lock away. Yeah. Brace yourself for you're always going to see Ava or Eva because, wow. Wow. That is, it's, seven, it's a solid seven soul stones worth of model there, right? Yeah. Can, can I get um, one? Is, does everyone get one of these? Because I want one. <laughs> I really like her. I think... I think potentially a solid look for and it's it's not often i don't think we've really said this about anything but i think pot potentially a solid out of keyword pick for for long range scheming yeah i think she's quite she's quite hard to deal with with a two inch engage that when she hits you she can push you so you're not engaging her anymore don't mind me so that she can still do whatever she wants flexible morality makes it quite taxing to deal with her i mean don't get me wrong if you've got the cards to discard or a built-in pause she's going to drop she's defense five seven wounds but um that is i like her i really like her. i take this for eight stones i take this out of keyword for eight stones you know gentleman affairs works anyway like distracted friendly fire brilliant i mean she's got a derringer on a stat um, which is just going to shoot into combat if it really needs to be and she's going to be able to trade it out for a pause right so yeah it's just especially as you're probably in combat with a concealing model so yeah. she's gonna be on double, double pause. pause and then she'll like <laughs> just hunt down that mask and yeah do you know what brilliant uh, this this i take it for eight stones like it's so good uh, just just absolutely like you can even spike its damage to three four four with the shadow pin amazing yeah yeah i think she's she's super solid yeah i think um i 
she does look very good on paper, um, and she can do solid work, but she does also go down real hard, um, which should not be underestimated. And in principle, I think she might make a nice out-of-keyword pick, um, as Matt said, but I think she has stiff competition from Winston um, in that regard um, as an out-of-keyword scheme runner. Yeah, I think I think for me, her, her potentially going down a little bit easy is the only trade-off on that card like everything else on there is just just tip top like if if she had a way of defending herself any more than i mean flexible morality does like it, the card would be bonkers just bonkers but like for me absolutely amazing but i think it's a good shout out about winston it's like there are some models out there that you are competing for an out of keyword but i definitely think this is a, a serious contender and like don't mind me as james said is amazing as well. Absolutely outstanding. If you're going to take it out a keyword model, one we don't mind me is a really good start. I yeah, think, and we'll um, come back to sorry, sorry. we'll come back to Winston <laughs> later because Winston, for similar reasons, I think is is considered in this crew. But yeah, go on, Andrew. What were you going to say? I was going to say um, Lockaway is actually a really incredibly stellar ability as well. I had to, I have to call that out. Like. In the right circumstances, it just makes some things just completely impossible to do in ways that will cause your opponent to have a small breakdown um, or possibly a large breakdown. And <laughs> the fact that you can target like shadow markers or all sorts of dropped markers with surprisingly large bases in some cases that are very favorable, um, it's really, it can really ruin somebody's day. Do you know, what? I, I can see that, and I, I think to be fair, it plays into that. Actually, if she's if she's with this lock away, like I don't see a world where she's really being hurt. So, like, if I charge, can I then take an action within two inches of the lock away if I've charged outside of it? No, well, you can charge into it, but then you can't. You can't take the attack. Declare anything other than walk or disengage. Yeah. So I, yeah, this amazing. Like absolutely, I couldn't possibly take. <laughs> She's solid. Move right? on, because I'm. Yeah, I couldn't have another bite. I'm so full. This model is outstanding. <laughs> All right, cool. So we like Eva. We like Eva a lot. Um, so let's go on to the Brock and Spectre. Uh, so it's the first of Ivan's minions and a potential summon for him. So it is eight stones with eight wounds, defense six, willpower five, move four. A little bit on the slow side, but not super slow if you summon it into your opponent's face. It is born of shadow, which we talked about earlier, so the area within one inch of it is concealing terrain. It is terrifying 11, super solid on a summon, withering away, so enemy models within three cannot heal, and it has a defense and willpower trigger, which is not built in after resolving the attacking model gains distracted. Um, on the back of his card, or its card, we have Death Touch, uh, which we see on Akirio, and I think um, Leviticus has the same named ability as well. Range 1, stat 6 versus defense. Target suffers 2, 3, 4, irreducible damage. If a target is killed by this action, this model heals 2 with a Fall into Darkness trigger. Place the target anywhere within 4 inches of its current position in Concealing Terrain. That's pretty nice. Obviously, Concealing Terrain is... Normal Concealing Terrain or anywhere within one of an Umbra model. Um, we have a bonus attack action called Enveloping Shadow. It is stat 5 versus move, 6-inch range. This attack ignores concealment, 
Target suffers one damage for each friendly shadow marker or friendly umber model within two of it to a maximum of three with an on your heels trigger and another fall into darkness trigger. As far as tactical actions go, we've got Reclaim Shadow, which is common among the Umbra minions. It is a three-inch range bonus action to remove a friendly shadow marker to heal two. And then Hallowed Glory, which is six-inch range, needs a six to go off. It's a six-inch pulse. Enemy models within range must pass a target number 12. Move jewel or push three inches towards this model. Enemy Any enemy models in base contact with this model suffer two damage with a mask trigger to give models damage staggered. That's a pretty nice package. I think obviously the highlight being the irreducible damage there. But how do we feel about the Brock Inspectors? Uh, I feel so strongly about them that I'm never taking a six willpower model, six willpower model against uh, Ivan. They're, um, these, <laughs> these are amazing. Like, <laughs> like considering the front of the card, defense six willpower five eight wounds, it's brilliant, right? For a summon, amazing. The, the defensive trigger to give out distracted. Talked about it before. Distracted, one of the powerful things in the game. Terrifying, considering the, we've just talked about how how much you could destroy someone's hand potentially with the amount of shockwaves. You probably not. You could potentially not get around this with the ring away. Any models within three cannot heal. This this just thing is just. Not only is it bringing bringing its its irreducible damage to this, but it's bringing a bit of tech to it as well. It's like can't heal within three. Amazing, absolutely brilliant. The the death touch is two three four irreducible. We know is strong. Uh, I'm really glad that what I don't have on this is a way of amping it because we know actually that amping irreducible is the problem. It's gonna feel a little harsh. I think the first time you play into a Brock Inspector because two three four damage irreducible is a nightmare. These things are gonna chew up models. You've got to be wary of them. Um, it's just that bonus action target in a move again. There's a lot of ways to get shadow markers down as well. This and especially if Ivan's just dropped loads, and this thing is around it, is that's that's some damage on your heels to let it get in as a bonus. So it's going to potentially do shadow damage, jump to your model, hit you twice with irreducible damage. This model could potentially be fast. Am I wrong with Gibson? Is it like is that right? Yeah, can be. Yeah, can be. Apps awesome. It's got a way of healing itself. Yeah, absolutely. Never never hiring a six-wheel-power model into Ivan because of these. They are terrifying, literally. I mean, I mean, you know he can just hire them, right? Yeah, yeah I know. But why are you over those, <laughs> those other models, man? Like, once you put Gibson and Eva and the other guy that I can't remember what he spoke about, <laughs> and, the, and the emissary, of course, because he goes in all the crews, like, where, where are your points? <laughs> oh... Oh, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, this is a little bit of passive-aggressive uh, passive commenting it's here. It's great. But, like, <laughs> this thing is fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I will not... It's a solid model. model. It's a solid model. I think it's worth... I think it is worth touching on the fact that irreducible damage is... Like, irreducible is that big, scary word, right? Um, but outside of... If you don't need the irreducible, if you're just attacking a model that is a regular model, no armor, no soulstone use. It's an eight cost model with two, three, four damage. That's that's not super exciting. Um, so the irreducible is really, it's a niche pick. And actually, I think when we move on to the Devo, which is the seven stone summon, I think in some situations that's, that's probably better. But I really like the Brock Inspector. Irreducible damage makes a real threat on those henchmen and masters, even at 
min damage too. And terrifying 11, whilst not super hard to pass, is nice, especially with defense 6. Do you like them, Andrew? To say I like them would do an enormous injustice to how positively I feel about these things, actually. (laughs) Um, I also loathe them when I'm on the other side of the table from them. And when you were saying, like, you could give it fast, if one of these things gets to activate with fast, you have misplayed i think because you should murder it the second it appears you must murder it it cannot be allowed to like have its activation because it will heal up so easily and you will just be really really unhappy it needs to die with fire fire it really is the does. only way to kill them <laughs> Ex- expend really inefficient activate like ap to kill it if you can because you should it's deeply upsetting to be on the receiving end of one of these things. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. They're really cool. Irreducible damage just just rubs people up the wrong way, doesn't it? And and to be fair, I've been on the receiving end of that where I've gone away and just been like, irreducible damage is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like them. I think I th- actually think they're in a really nice place for an eight stone model. You know, the irreducible damage is nice and niche, but two, three, four damage keeps it in check with no ability, no way to spike that. Um, yeah, I really like it. I really like it. Uh, I, think- I would say probably don't hire them. Like, I, I feel quite strongly that they are not something you would ever want to hire. Oh, I think I think actually them being eight stones is fair, fairly, fairly mute because actually the, sure, the, it is a good eight stone model. But the fact that it's what it is, is an amazing eight stone summon. <laughs> and like, it's good as a hire. It's outstanding as a summon. Like I can see why it's the top end. I can see why it's uh, why Ivan needs to be able to find a willpower six model to try and get this off. Because you really, if someone if he's targeting you with this, like drop the red joker because the guy you don't want him to get it off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't hate these as a hire. Um, I think between the um, teleporting bridge, the ability to give them fast, the ability to for Ivan to push them and have them take an attack i don't think hiring one is def- is really a terrible decision um especially with um potential for an upgrade on it maybe i'm not sure which one you would have on it um but maybe the one that lets it get fast <laughs> so yeah do you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd be tempted to hire one i think there's probably better hires um but actually if you run into a crew that you know is going to be heavy on the damage reduction, something like Hoffman. Um, I don't think hiring one and, and sort of specking up to push it up the board is a terrible idea. I mean, probably not in corner deployment, but flank deployment standard wedge, I'd probably consider hiring one in the right matchup. Treasure map on this, I think it would be really good. And I can actually see, yes, you know what? Because they're minion two, which which already really really good minion two you probably would go to so you would never take two i don't think i think you probably could go stretch two do you know what i'm going to take one and tech it a little bit for the game i want and then i'm going to summon the second one because they're ridiculously good <laughs> so good yeah fair enough sounds like matt loves this crew um all right Love is such uh, a let's move on word. To- <laughs> yeah and it's such an inaccurate word for your actual feelings. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the next minion, which is the Deva. It is seven cost, six defense, willpower, four, seven wounds. 
Born of Shadow, again, on the front of the card. It's got Made to Kill, uh, which we've seen on some other models. So once per activation, after this model is placed, it may take a claw action after resolving the current action. Really, really nice for a summon that is placed into base contact with enemy models. It's got Latch On, so enemy models in base contact with this model suffer minus one defense. And then it's got Clingy, which I'm not sure if we've seen before. I don't remember seeing it. Um, it is after an enemy model in base contact with this model moves, it may pass a target number, it must pass a target number 12 move jewel, or this model may place into base contact with the moved enemy model. So the David just wants to stick near you. It is your shadow. It is literally your shadow. If you try and walk away, you have to take a test or it's going to place into base contact. But when it places into base contact, you get minus one defense and then it takes a swing at you. This model is cool. Um, let's have a look at what's going on in the back of the card. We've got Reclaim Shadow as a tactical action again, which is the remove target friendly shadow marker and heal two as a bonus. Um, we have a only one attack action, which is Maul, two, three, four damage, stat five versus defense, range zero. But you want to be in base contact anyway, so that's not a problem. It's got a bold over trigger, a shadow pin trigger, and a lingering shadow trigger. So drop a shadow marker do plus one damage or push it four inches away and then push four inches towards it. Now, probably the call out bit on this card is a mimic as a bonus tactical action as well. Needs a seven to go off. Select one of the targets, non-bonus actions that does not attach upgrades or list a model by name, um, non-master only. Until the end phase, this model may treat the selected action and it triggers as though it were printed on this card. The stat for the action is considered to be equal to the stat for this action, which would be five with an on your heels trigger. So I really like Deva. I really like it because it's got the ability to take the big damage attacks off your opponent's models, which actually, um, Ivan's got a lot going on, but there's no big min three model in this keyword. So the Deva can steal that and then attack you with it, albeit at stat five, but you're minus one defense. So that's not too bad. Or it can just mimic the uh, Brock Inspector's... Uh, Death Touch for extra Brocken Spectre attacks, which Matt is going to love. Oh, yeah, James. I was just thinking how happy I am about the extra Brocken Spectre attacks. Um, <laughs> the uh, Davers, Seven Stones. I'm not, I'm not hiring one, but you know what? It's, it's your, it's your average summon. And I think you will summon one, if not two in a game. Um, if you can't, like, th these things are really good. The, the concealing train, we know bonuses the crew, the latch on. It doesn't actually directly benefit Ivan, but it does definitely directly benefit Brock Inspector. Um, <laughs> made to kill, brilliant place. We know it's really good. Clingy, awesome. Um, and it's, it's it's just designed to be the shadow. It's very themey. I like it. It's, it as a model, I, I think it is solid. I think it's good as a summon. Again, I think it's amazing. Two, two, three, four. Yeah, it's not setting the world on fire, but what it is is attacking. And again, an average stat of five, it puts down to four. It's got one up on you and attacking you in close combat. And the mimic just just adds the icing on the cake, right? If you get it in base contact with that big beater, who most time big beaters are not necessarily high in defense, it's going it's gonna have a laugh. It's gonna have a great time. The on your heels on a mask, yeah, it's might struggle to get it off. Being stat five, at least you can try. Oh, you can't even resist it. That's a lie. <laughs> you can't resist it at all, can you? It's just going to go off a mimic and then place into base contact with the model. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. It's got a way of healing itself from shadow markers. Um, 
And the only reason I say you wouldn't hire it is because it's moved four and it wants to be in base contact and they are the easier model to summon. So I, I do think that you summon this and you definitely do summon this, uh, whether or not you're copying a Brock Inspector or copying their models. Um, yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. What, what can you say besides that all the triggers are amazing, Mimic, it's it's got more tech. It just adds more tech to what what Dua and Umbra is a is a keyword doing. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's got some pretty. I mean, it's pretty happy whatever it's copying. Really, I mean, copying Eva's electric whip two three three damage. Um, enemy models must discard a card, or it can move them three inches. When it moves them. The Dave, they don't have to take a move 12 jewel or the Dave is going to place in contact and get a free attack from made to kill, which I literally have never done before. But, oh, my God, I've just noticed that's a thing. That's really nice. Um, it, can, it can copy Corvus's melee attack. Um, it's, yeah, I really like them. Like, again, the trouble is, you're right. You don't, you, they're, they're, they're your go-to summon, right? Because almost everything in the game is going to be Willpower 5 or most things. You're always going to come up against something Willpower 5. So it's a really easy common summon and they are a super solid summon. Um, but that mimic is just, just gives it so many cool options. I really, really like this. I, I actually think I like this more than the Brock Inspector. Um, I think the Brock Inspector is, Great in that situation where you need irreducible damage. I think in any other situation, Dave is better. Um, the the anti heal is nice as well on the Brocken actually, but yeah, other than that, the Dave is just bringing so much more to the table, in my opinion. Yeah, within six inches of your beta, if this model is within six inches of your beta, then you're you're having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like arguably, going to say you've, you've misplayed because this Dave this Dave needed to die because if you've given this model fast. It's going to mimic. It's going to place. With your attack, it's going to hit you. It's then going to hit you three more times at minus one your defense. It's only going to be stat five, but I'm pretty convinced that's either going to be equal or better than you. This thing, oh my god. Like, yeah. I'm I'm going to go do a pre-order. Uh, Andrew, over to you. Yeah, actually, I, I really regret dismissing this um, because I never, ever summoned one um, during the entire playtest. And now looking at it, I'm just like, why was I so stupid? <laughs> the, yes. the, it's kind of interesting. I think it's because the front of the card, I look at that and I'm like, okay, so I throw this against scheme runners. And the back of the card, I'm like, no, I just kill things. I can kill so many things. Just murder. Murder and death. <laughs> That's all this card brings you is murder and death. <laughs> there's no happiness and joy. Well, there is. There's happiness and joy for the person using it. But on the other end, there's just murder and death. <laughs> i um yeah i love this i think this model's got so many and i think there's di- many different things that it can bring to the table that you that you've got to look forward to as well i think there'll be different combos and stuff worked out with it um that are just going to make it better and better but yeah i actually really like it um copying eva's electric whip because it's even because actually it will have you'll have concealment because the uh Davers giving you concealment, so shadow pin triggers are pretty easy to get in. Um, it'll then give you staggered, which is nice as well. But um, the yeah, the two three three damage, and then discard a card, or I'm going to move you three. And if I move you three, you're going to have to take a target number twelve, move draw. I'm going to place and attack you again uh, for free. Uh, super solid, really like that. Cool. All right, there is one more minion, which is the Nocturne. This one is five soul stones, so this is your. I'm going to summon it off everything that is rubbish willpower. 
um, is defense six, willpower three, move six. So a quick model with unimpeded and born of shadow. It has the dusk hunter ability, which means when targeting a model within two of a friendly shadow marker, this model's attack actions receive a plus to their jewels and damage flips. He's got, or it's got, the Reclaim Shadow bonus action, same as the other two. two. It's got Snapping Jaws, Range 0, Stat 5 versus Defense, 134 damage with Break the Eyes. So 134, a really, really bad uh, minimum there, but actually if you're getting a pause flip to attack and damage, pretty solid. And then Displace, this actually ignores Concealment. Move the target up to 3 inches. If the target is in Concealing Terrain, this model may have it gained Distracted 1. With a lingering shadow trigger to drop a destructible concealing shadow marker in base contact and a reposition on a mask. I quite like these as little scheme runners. You don't really need them because Eva's very good at that. Um, but I, I don't I don't hate these. Um, they're the one I'm most likely to hire of the three. And if I'm hiring them, it's usually because I, it, the displace is really nice for the odd little movement trick where you need it out of play when you're not. Um, you're not quite ready maybe to activate Ivan to do his place or Mordrake or whatever's going on, or you need to get a Brock and Spectre into a new place. This place is just really nice and a nice way to drop an extra shadow marker. But for five stones, it's competing with the operative, which we talked about on Syndicate, which we'll move to next. But yeah, what do we think of the Nocturne? It's amazing. (laughs) It's a move six. Is that that your word for the entire crew? Yeah. I have some words of advice for the end of this. It's going to be awesome. Um, so it's <laughs> defense six, move six, unimpeded minion, right? Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I, I take that. That's a scheme runner right there. And, and we know it. It's got displace. Uh, brilliant. Do you know what? It's got, do you know what? It only has a one, three, four damage spread. Oh, no. My scheme runner is not killing things, but what it is doing is getting things out of its way. It's got a heal on it. It's a concealing bubble so it's really like people aren't aren't shooting it necessarily easily it's oh it's just so good five stones yeah sure amazing it's it is is the keyword there we go is it outstanding just rubber stamp this is outstanding double it <laughs> wow okay uh what do you think andrew is he always like this <laughs> No, <laughs> what he is breathlessly so enthusiastic. If, no, no. So what? Like, if you if you read between the lines of Matt, or if you know him a little bit better, what you know is this: Matt, Matt doing. So me and Matt have agreed that we're not gonna we're not gonna be negative about things on the podcast. So we when like where Matt thinks, where Matt in his head is thinking, this is busted. Uh, what he's saying instead is, this is amazing. You'll take it every time. Why would you not take this? I'll have this. Um, so there you go. It's a little bit. Of, <laughs> they're so good <laughs> um yeah i mean yeah. this is coming from someone who plays arcanist <laughs> go on andrew what were you saying yeah i mean so i i have an aversion generally to taking uh squishy scheme runners um because i don't know i've been touched badly too many times but i guess <laughs> it's not too bad with def six and concealing but um, to be honest, when I take this and I do want to hire it basically every time, it's for displace because I really like being able to nudge somebody onto an anti-luminal bridge because then that three-inch move becomes a nine-inch move. Yeah. And then you can just drop distracted onto Ivan, who is going to then brutally murder people with it. Oh, my God. 
the efficiencies of this group. I hadn't even put that together, Andrew. That is so good, James. Just so good. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think I don't think they're an every time hire, but I think they have some uses. The trouble is, in my opinion, they're competing with the next model we're going to look at, which is the operative. So we did look at the operative in Syndicate. It does exactly what it did when we looked at it in Syndicate. However, um, it is worth noting that uh, the Derringer gets a lot better when you're playing in the Umber Crew because you're shooting into concealment and friendly fire with your plus flips. Arson dropping shadow markers is really, really nice. Yeah, it's just you know, a solid model. Um, you've got Ambush, which uh, you're going to be in concealing terrain because your crew is concealing terrain. It's just, I, for a five-stone model, This I really like this in an Umber Crew, and it's a little bit card draw, actually, because if you get Ivan to turn a Shadow Marker in a bunch of enemy models into a Scheme Marker, and then you just have the Operative shoot into it, there's Derringer getting some uh, card draw off of setup for success. I really like it. Yeah, I think you're fair to shout out previously that actually these are... They're a tough call, right, between the two, because actually this is good and actually brings a range element to this crew that uh, I don't know if it necessarily needed, but is really good. Ambush can, uh, goes really well, the concealing, and yeah, the potential for card drawer is amazing. And it's got built in suits, it can say it's got because it's got price of progress, right? So one damage to itself to add any one suit to a jewel. I'm not sure where it's using that. What do you think? Maybe put down a conceal marker for arson? Yeah, there's not a lot. I've, unless it, If it had a trigger on Derringer, I think you'd see it a lot more. Yeah. But um, I don't I don't think you're seeing a whole lot of price of progress on this unless you are in combat and dropping ski markers with Hidden Blade. Is there any healing beyond... I, don't know, I appreciate we just spoke about the model. Mine's been, my mind's been blown. Is there any actual healing beyond healing themselves? I saw a lot of shadow markers, EB, shadow markers to heal this model like a, a certain amount. Was there actually any other healing that I that I feel like I've just overlooked? So the problem with the keyword, not the problem with the keyword, but something, so as we dig a bit deeper, because obviously you're looking at it on the surface, just like, wow, 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 wow. But when you dig a little bit deeper, you've got um, everything, all the Dewar models synergize with the Umbra models. So they get the pos flips, they give it the healing. So like um Ivan heals Umbra models, uh Gibson heals Umbra models, um, everything gets pos flips from the Umbra models. But nothing synergizes with the Dewar models. <laughs> nothing heals the Dewar models. So yes and no is the answer. Your summonable minions, yes, you've got lots of healing for. Um, the models that are more of the support element of it, no. Oh no, that must be terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, you are so, <laughs> you are so sassy tonight. I am. My God, I'm feeling sassy. I'm feeling sassy. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the the dual models, the dual models don't get the extra support, but I'll be honest, are you are you getting there? I mean, I would say you do them at range, but concealment is real. Shadow markers are real. Um, I just, uh, I, as a drawback, I think it's a small one and a small one at best. So I think there's a, I think there's a lot going. I think there's a lot going on in this crew that we that uh, when you're just just looking at all the wow points, you're missing. Um, so we've got we've got a speed issue. So 
Um, you've got places on Mordrake um, and Ivan, which is really, really nice. The problem is if you run them up the board through the bridge and the rest of your models through the bridge, you've got, you end up with a front line of models that can use the bridge because they're Umber, and then a back line of models that can't use the bridge because they're Dewar, um, which is, again, that sort of like that fix between the two different keywords, right? But I, I, I think it's a really solid keyword. Like, it's definitely, it's definitely up for being taken apart by um, precision melee attacks, I think. Um, if you can get into um, stuff and hit it hard and hit it fast, like Ivan... Um, Mordrake Gibson, you can put pressure on Ivan by killing Mordrake over and over again and Ivan just doesn't really have the resources to keep him alive um, and if you do end up keeping him alive you're probably going to end up then wasting Gibson's activation just healing Ivan um, using his attack but yeah, it's a solid keyword, I really really like it I think stunning Ivan goes a long way Like if you could shut down those triggers yeah, but, it yeah. does. It go, do, you know, do you know where it goes? it goes all the way on to yeah. Mordrake that, that's that's yeah. You really want to stun him, right? Like everything you beat, it's like oh, stun him. You got him, but you just can't. That's not even discard a card, is it? When this model would gain a condition, it may choose a friendly model with him. This ability to that's yeah, it's not no cost to that whatsoever. That's fantastic. Goes a long way, mate. Goes, Goes a long up, way. Yeah, go across the board, behind buildings, round buildings, over buildings. <laughs> it's no it's line his of shadow, sight. Mate. It's his shadow. It's, no. Line. So do you know what? I'm- <laughs> I am gonna. I am gonna say something. So when I first saw pictures of this crew and stuff like that, I was just like, um, I was really, really surprised. And I was like, why is it not incorporeal? Because they're shadows, right? But actually, um, it was explained to me in a really, really like roundabout way, and it instantly made sense. And I don't know for anyone else. I don't know if I'm the only one that's thought this about why is it not incorporeal? Because you you sort of think shadowy ghosts, right? Um, but it's a shadow, so you can cast a shadow on a wall, but it can't go through a wall. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Like, it's really interesting how in with the f- with the sort of background and story that that is. Yeah, it's very clever, actually. It's very clever. But yeah, so overall, what are we thinking um, for this keyword? Let's go with Andrew because Matt uh, is having a having a bit of a uh, moment okay. about uh, about <laughs> about this keyword and needs to take take a bit of time to just sit and reflect. I mean, this is tied with Cadmus for me as like the best keyword in the faction in terms of like mechanics and theme and models and i love basically everything about it and there's not a single model except i don't particularly love the operative i guess um (laughs) that i wouldn't like to take most of the time i think i i the thing about uh stunning ivan came up a lot during playtest actually um and it was for a brief time possible to stun Ivan and it was a very bad time because he does become totally useless if you could shut down his triggers. So things that shut down triggers aside from stunned um, are really, really powerful against this crew in particular because I think Ivan does a lot of the heavy lifting. Like The crew really, really revolves around Ivan and getting the most out of Ivan. Um, either through his summons or just through his activation. But yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah agreed. I'm a big fan. Matt's a massive fan. Matt Huge loves fan. it. Matt. <laughs> oh, he's so grumpy. He's immediately muting himself after he said his sarcastic just, comment. Just, just trying to give you space to have your moment. You can tell the people what you think, and then I'll, I'll, I'll continue to be over here settling down. 
I, I think it's really, I think it's in a really nice place. I think it is definitely a good keyword, and I def- definitely think it can play with the big boys on the balance scale at the moment, or on the power scale is probably a better way of putting that. I think, I think Ivan can play up there with the best of them. Um, I, I, yeah, I really like it. I think if we're looking at what would you take any out of keyword picks, we already mentioned Winston. I think Winston's a solid consideration for um, Ivan because there's not a huge amount in the way of resource generation. You've got some potential card draw um, with the operative and surge on Gibson, but actually Arcane Reservoir is really nice. Um, The other thing that's really nice is Luck Thief with a crew that generates loads of concealing. Um, So Ivan's going to do well there. You've also got the place um, that um, Winston can do, which is really nice with this crew so yeah i i think winston's a solid consideration as matt mentioned earlier the emissary for protecting ivan is never a bad thing um the emissary is always a solid choice i'm not sure for once i actually don't think that the uh bellhop porter has much of a role in here even though he'd probably generate an absolute ton of shielded for um the amount of shadow markers that are potentially about i just don't know what he's what he's bringing to the crew other than maybe protecting Ivan, I guess, but I I just am not sure why you wouldn't take the emissary for that role in this crew. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Bellhop Porter, solid respect out for Bellhop Porter. Um, Like (laughs) he, he is amazing, but yeah, I don't, I don't see he's got a place. Uh, I do think the emissary wins out over those for protection purposes. I think, um, yeah, Winston sounds brilliant with this as well. Uh, I, like I said, I think treasure, Treasure map is actually probably one of my most favourite upgrades for for is it treasure map? I think it's treasure map. Um, for this, I don't know. I don't know why you've got any favourite upgrades from this faction. But carry on. <laughs> so grumpy about the upgrades. Yeah, treasure, I really am. Treasure map is awesome. <laughs> Deadly pursuit. Yeah, cool. Remove a target marker. Amazing. Carry the loot after an enemy scheme marker within six is removed. This model may draw a card. This is a solid upgrade. But we've had this debate, and you're wrong. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just not. Um, but yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, no. So I, I think versatiles. Yeah, there, there are some options, but these models are brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And as a crew, like uh, I think, and uh, I think what if you a person plays this and learns it, it's it's terrifying. It, it, like I genuinely think like this this is this is top table stuff. This is you're going to see it, see it really up there. And I think if played well, really difficult to get around. Right, it's not leaving you many avenues. It's got some good tech in there. Like it's got some good counters already. So I would say, say yeah, definitely, definitely up there for the contending in the, that group of masters. We think are very good for very good in this game right now. Yeah, as I, I agree, and that's why I say I think it can definitely play up there with the top top crews out in the game. I don't think it's I don't think it's got that over bustedness that some of them have. Although I know you disagree, um, but I, I think it sits in a really nice place. I think it can definitely play with them, um, and I think I also think though it's a lot. It's got a lot more of a uh, tough learning curve, and it's not very forgiving as a crew. I think you can misplace slightly and have it all fall apart. Ivan is the linchpin of this crew. And actually, if you misplay him and lose him, um, which I think I think is actually deceptively easy to do, 
um, I think it all starts to fall apart for you. And actually, yeah, you just take away the key piece of this crew if it's not played well. But played well, it's going to do really well. I think, I think just to clarify, I appreciate you think that I think this is completely busted and actually has that. Like, to, to be clear, I don't think this is completely busted. What I do think is that it is very good. Very good in a sense of it's, it's hard to counter. Uh, it's it's got that very obvious hard counter with the concealment and stuff, and I think first running into it, it's gonna be like, what do I do? What do I do? And like on on the surface of this, there is it just like like we've just done here, right? With these cards, you can look at that and you go, there's not an awful lot I am doing into that with the concealment and like my their models getting positive flips, it reduces damage in there, it's got some healing, it's locking up scheme markers. It's got a lot of tech. It's got a lot of bonuses. Like you said, there are ways around it. I do think it is fantastic. I do think it is up there with those great masters. But I also don't think even... I don't think we can make that call. Uh, I think actually it's going to be very good and it seems very good. But I would not be sitting here saying, actually, this needs to be fixed right now because actually I think it is very good and I think we're not going to know. We're not going to know until it's played out. We're not going to know until it's got the breadth of of games against it. Uh, yeah, maybe actually this is just going to, this could just be another Zerada moment, right? Where actually it looks fantastic. This is really good. But actually as soon as you learn to play against it, is it? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm big up on have a try because actually I think it's brilliant, but do, do just get involved in it because it's, it's fantastic. And, and if in doubt, if you really can't beat it, then join them because it's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, there's a 99% chance I'm going to delete this bit um, really? where we're talking about. Like, genuinely, I think I think it's really good. And I, I genuinely do. And as much as I want some context to like how overexcited I am is, yeah, do you know what? It is fantastic and positive about it because actually I think it is really good. But it, you are just going to have to play into it because it is there. And But like you said, there are ways the- against it. I think the, the, the thing what we've got to remember is most of the damage dealing stuff in this game is melee. Yeah. Um, and at which point, if you if you declare Ivan going cool, I know what all the things I counter are, and your opponent goes, yeah, Nakima, yeah. and you're like, well, almost everything I do that that is that defending my models is completely irrelevant now, and she's just going to come in and hit stuff. Um, so on the basis level, what it does is play around with all those edgy... Um, like movement control crews and it goes mm, i'm going to make this really ap inefficient for you because concealment um but at the base level of our oh, this crew is going to come and hit me um it, it's just it's got nothing more than um most things do well that's interesting but do you, would you think that the, the the raw overwhelming force is the way to counter this just it's a pair of mature nephilim and nakima running into this probably is actually a great shout um, yeah, I said it, I said it earlier. I think I think precision application of force. Um, you go in, you go in hard and fast, and hit the key pieces. Um, and at that point, it just falls apart. Um, but that, that's I, I think everything needs to have a counter, right? And I think that is the counter to this. Because if you go, if you're going, oh, I'm going to play a really tricksy game with. Um, I'm trying to think of a master that plays a really tricksy game now. I think actually they um, they play they beat they counter the con, the tricksy game like you're saying like it counters like actually I think I wouldn't want to run Colette into this right because it's not got enough raw power to overwhelm overwhelm Ivan's crew and actually 
the concealing and they're using the distracted and he's not getting stunned. And all of a sudden, like, yes, yeah, she's really good, right? She's going to run off. She's going to do this, the schemes, but they're not going to be able to deal with the rest of it is the act. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the ultimate, yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion about Colette as an example, but what, what you, what the baseline of what you're saying is, yeah, if it was a master that, um, like like Colette that that but actually played with the opponent's crew. So let's let's pick something I like like as a raider, for example, who is all about that um that uh, creating efficiency and creating um uh, extra force in her crew by multiplying their resource. Or, or, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a force um, multiplier, right? So yeah. you take force it. multiplier, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um and this crew counters that because it puts all her models and its models into concealment, making it more inefficient for her to actually do what she's trying to do. And that kind of crew, this crew is great against. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 the the base and and most common damage in Malifaux that this crew doesn't doesn't counter, which I think is what keeps it level. Oh yeah, um, as you were saying before, like one of the things that uh, seems really nice about this crew is the fact that. Rock inspectors would say absolutely tear up a crew that relies on armor. And yet, if you look at Hoffman, there is not a single model in Hoffman that you can actually summon a Brock inspector off, except Hoffman, who's willpower seven. Yeah, uh, it's a fair um, shot. I think. I think what it. I think what it is is a wow moment. And actually, when you dig a bit, as I said, I think I said this quite near the beginning. I think when you dig a bit deeper into it, you start to see the ways around it. And I think this. I think I don't. Depending on what all, I think we're going to release this second to last, and then Seeker last. So I think Seeker's the biggest one where you look at it, and you go, "Holy crap! How do I deal with this?" And I think as you start to scratch the surface, scratch the surface, you could work out how you how you pick it apart and stuff like that. And I think Ivan and his keywords are similar. Um, whereas at first you look at it, you go, wow, what am I doing against this? But the, you dig a little bit deeper, you look at how they play and you find the weaknesses in it and they are there. Um, and actually the weaknesses in this are the real basic things in the game. Um, it's when you start to get too clever with it that, that Ivan's got the counters for it. Yeah, it'll be interesting actually because thinking about uh, a soul, a lantern of souls, soul of land, soul lantern within eight inches of Mr. Mordrake, he's done. Um, yeah. So yeah, there, there are counters, but like it's really good, and I, I think it's it's potentially one of those things where if you don't land it, you don't get that force that that hit in. You take out those key models, it's going to repeat on you. I think it's going to it's going to come back at you. It's, I think it's got the counter attack in it because um, it's a whole lot of defense. Uh, it's a whole lot of two, three, four damage. Um, Ivan potentially looking at three, four, five, but. Um, yeah, it's a whole lot of. N- there's no big like three, four, six beta, three, five, six beta. There's nothing. There's no big damage beta in this crew. It's literally just average models that are hard to deal with and um, are, are summoned in your face. But if you go into its face and just put all your pressure on Ivan, I don't know that it hits back hard enough to stop you doing that yeah i don't think it's definitely not a turn one alpha list personally i don't think that like yeah you got the bridge right you can shunt through all the umber models uh but i think if you slam into it and don't remove what you need to do it's going to catch you on the bounce is what i'm saying um because yeah i mean actually in my experience quite contrary to what you said i actually think i found personally it plays a bit stronger um sort of trying to pin your opponent in with a couple of bits um, to stop them getting to the squishy underbelly. Is that because of the concealing um, aura is kind of locking them in? 
yeah, you just well, you just pin them. You 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 might you throw Corvus up, you throw um, a Brocken up, and you try and get a summon in as well. And you just sort of pin there, and then you keep the pressure up by summoning a model each turn if you can, and throwing Mordrake in over it again. And it stops people trying to be able to come and play with Ivan and play with Eva and the other things that don't want to get touched. So I, it's yeah, but I, again, like it's it's. It's very situational, right? That 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 would be relevant to the situation I was in at that time, and it, it varies depending on the the crew you're facing. But there's yeah, and, and even now, like we're talking about different ways you can be. It's got the wow factor for sure, and we're going to see it. It's one of is judging by the feedback that has been out there. It's one of the most popular keywords in explorers and something people are looking forward to a lot and i can see why it's a really really cool play style yeah it's really it's really cool play style and actually uh looking for the book the the models are gorgeous like i, I can't wait for those models uh, again really like the artwork they've done for explorers uh, it's just the art style the style of the model really nice and love the shadow like the the brock inspector is probably one of my favorite models although i'm not entirely sure how you're going to paint the grays and the blacks and could see how that works out but Love to see what people do with it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Right. So Andrew, me and Matt have been bickering. Effectively, this is our this is our show bickering. We love this. So in real life, in real life, there'd have been a lot more swearing. Um, but <laughs> when we're on the podcast, we do friend friendly bickering about the balance of the game. So tell us what t- like. So obviously, you you chimed in a little bit there, but I think I think where we were before we got here was out of keyword models and upgrades. Um, so if you've got anything to add on our keyword models and upgrades or just general thoughts on the overall keyword, um, now is the time. No, I don't probably have very much to add. I think like my feeling is very strongly that they are a fairly well-balanced faction. I think they have really good play against some keywords and there are some keywords that will absolutely roll them in return. But like as far as how they stack up on average against the rest of the sort of game i think they're in a really really good place and i was extremely happy with like the way they turned out it is quite funny actually because you were saying before about seeker um and how people will be at a loss initially as to how to deal with that and i think one of the most straightforward answers is brock inspectors so um yeah there's always yeah, that 100 not being out of heal completely stops what jeds is trying to do it's interesting actually i thought that a few times going through these cards is the really good counters to explorers is explorers like and just just to quickly touch on what andrew said i think the faction as a whole going through doing these podcasts really well balanced really well balanced and actually there are some standout models but i show up like some standout models but i think actually testament to the design the developers the play test everything as of, and i think you've hit the nail on the head the keyword the keywords the factions as a whole really well balanced i think there are some good models but you we can't we can't, can't penalize a faction for having good models right that's um so that is what it is. um what if you can just pause for a second matt because what i'm going to do is take a sound bite of you saying overall the faction is really well balanced just so i can remind you of that tomorrow when we talk about mikhail that's cool um but yeah um <laughs> we could do that that's, that's not a problem uh, overall it's not all models, but overall, most models are uh, balanced. Term, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> yeah, C's, just click it down. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Right, well, I think this is it for this show. So um, I love this keyword. I think it's going to be one of the coolest keywords. I'd 
very, very rewarding to play with. Um, it's going to reward high-level play for sure and punish mistakes, which makes it more rewarding to play. There's a lot of reward, I've said there, but I, I, I'm super in love with this keyword. I think it is awesome. Um, but we are going to leave it there. So um, it's goodbye from me. And guys, if you want to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. All right. We'll speak to you on the next show.